0: another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. My name is Steph Sia. I am the host of the show. Um, You might also know me on stage as Kimchi, which is my stage name. I am a spicy little fiery dancer um, that you can catch me sometimes in various strip clubs in the Vancouver area of Canada. So that's what I do on a nightly basis. And then I'm also an OnlyFans creator. I also was a sugar baby a long time ago. And um, yeah, I do this podcast on sex work because I think it's important to help destigmatize and humanize sex sex workers and the industry and all that stuff. And pardon me, everyone, uh, I'm very severely sleep-deprived at the moment, so I'm going to try my best in terms to, like, formulate normal sentences like normal human beings, but today is like, oh, my God, I had one sip of coffee, it did not work, and I'm going to be taking a big-ass nap after (laughs) this. So I am sorry if I feel like – if I sound jumbled, it's because I'm a little bit off. But that's okay because we have a – Wonderful guest who can probably talk your ear off and (laughs) which I will be (laughs) introducing very, very shortly. I just wanted to give a quick, quick shout out to all the Patreon subscribers, especially the ones on the top tier, which I'm going to give a nice little fan recognition shout out here. So hello to Paris Frank. We have Justin Erickson. We have Herb Sarkar and you have Jay Sunstern. Hello. Hello. You will be all viewing this lovely video um, on my Patreon, the video exclusive. And if you are not a Patreon subscriber, you will want to be a Patreon subscriber today because our guest who I will announce it is Kylie Corrupt Uh, her setup is absolutely insane it's twinkling and sparkling there's hearts there's a real cat there's lots of plushies there's all the things and plus the costume like you have to see it it's it's not to be missed and I am just like in awe (laughs) right now and I cannot wait to kind of dig into things. So if you are interested in that, it's patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. And that's where you'll find all the video exclusive content there, including all of the episodes from season four onwards. So enough of me talking about this standard jargon and stuff that I have to say. Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you for listening to the show. But I am more and more more excited to bring on This week's guest, who I met um, at the time of recording, I met in April at the Why Not reunion, and she just was so freaking cool. I was there with another guest, uh, Cactus Cutie, and we were just like, let's find people that look cool to talk about because we know no one here. We literally don't know anyone. And then we saw you, um, and who was it? Who else was there?
1: Um, That was that Charlie cake. Um, She's not your BB. Not your BB. Yes. On streaming and everything. I was staying in town with her. It was as soon as we walked in, you guys walked up to us. And I was like, hello.
0: Yeah. And that that was so awesome too. Because like Cactus was like to Charlie, she's like, you look familiar. And blah, blah, blah. And then it was like a case of mistaken identity. And then it just turned out to be really cool. Because we just like hung out all weekend. So.
1: It was good. It was a good time. I really enjoyed that event. Aside from the heat, I was – that messed me up.
0: It was warm. Like, I mean, coming from – myself coming from the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, it was, like, nice and warm for me, but it was hot. It was really, really hot.
1: Yeah, I'm East Coast. Like, I am grew up in, like, the forest and the mountains, so when I – anytime I go out into the heat, I, I'm slowly learning how to deal with it more. I went to L.A., for the why not awards yes um and i was dying there i wore latex for the event it was so oh hot. my god and then, yeah and then phoenix was it was like 11 a.m and it was 100 degrees out i literally didn't even know what to do It was so bad you weren't even moving um, that and you're like i'm sweating i was dying and now i'm going to miami yes in. Oh my God, literally, I'm going to be there on the 16th. So it's so soon. It's insane yeah. how soon, soon it is. It's crazy.
0: It's just been like I a can. domino effect of events lately. Um, but gosh, you know, I need to give you a proper intro. Sorry, everyone, let's back it up. Let's back it up. I just got really excited to get my window.
1: I hear a <laughs> <long> lower.
0: <laughs> well, today's guest is none other than Avian and XBiz nominated. Cosmic. Not even, not yet. Oh,
1: Why not? No, and no, no, no. Exactly my next right.
0: goal. But I'm just manifesting now, though. So I'm serious, I'm serious, to
1: serious. Sounds. <laughs> right. I I felt like I manifest. I definitely manifested my expo's award when I I well not the award yet, not yet, but the <laughs> nomination. Like i have been looking like at myself in the mirror, like this is yours. Your art, you are. It's already yours. Like you have the it nomination has name on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yes, um. Xbiz.
1: why not was the oh, first one i got so yeah. why not um best cosplay cam model i lost that to um little puck who oh I was- little puck huge. Oh, such, such an amazing performer
0: yes 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 i mean it's just even amazing to be in the same category as that but um sorry for everyone listening with all the botched intros because we just keep chatting <laughs> but just <I> know, right? <laughs> t- it's like foreshadowing of what the episode's going to be like today um But none other than Kylie Corrupt, a wonderful, amazing, really fucking cool cosplay cam model based in Pittsburgh. Shout out over there to the East Coast. Um, She's joining me on the show today and we're going to be chatting all today for the next hour and a bit all about finding your identity in sex work, specifically camming, and just honing in on your creative process, finding out exactly who you are because it's so easy to get lost in this industry. And, of course, it's not all, like, glam and, like, fun and everything. We also want to address the ugly side as well, which Kylie will be going into later today. So enough of me talking. Kylie, do you want to say hello to the audience? Hello. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just quickly some stuff about me. Uh, I am a cam model on stream 8. I love streaming. Um, they are um, like a pay-per-view site. They're not like a token freemium site. So it's very different than like MFC or Chatterbait. It's a whole different rodeo. Um, there's like you no, know, the below the waist nudity and free chat. So you gotta mm. steal me away to see the
0: Ooh. good
1: stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, Like, when you're in free chat, it's really kind of just, like, a little, like, I don't know, I feel like I can't post, like, on an improv show. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I also, I'm trying to focus more on my content and my videos. I am truly a novice when it comes to things like that. And even just, like, the internet in general, I'm not very... Computer focused person. Oh, please.
0: I- just before the interview, okay, everyone listening, just before we got started, we're like, the video's not working. What's going on? Within like four minutes, you figured the, the shit out. So give yourself a little credit, girl. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I, like I've told you, I feel like I'm like, I would say I'm the Mr. Magoo of cam girls because I'm just like blindly doing things and then I fall down a hill and. Then I'm on the top of the website. Hell they do like, here it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, June will be my three year anniversary. And no, July will be my three year anniversary. And then June will be my one year anniversary of like being on the top of the website. It was literally crazy to like, I had, cause I'm friends with a lot of cam girls. And it's a great support system. And they're messaging me one day, like, Kylie, you are on the top. Like, you're the number one spot. Like, it's it's there. It's you. And I'm, like, refreshing. And I'm, like, looking at it on everything. I'm, like, holy shit. <laughs> and then um it happens all the time after that. So I'm usually within, like, the first, like, one, sometimes the second row. It fluctuates. Wow. But it's really nice to just be, like,
0: I'm, like, holy shit.
1: They like yeah. me.
0: Oh my god, well congrats. That's such a huge accomplishment because it's so hard to get to the top. And I'm sure yeah. we're going to go into how you even worked your way up to the top because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of different like many different models coming onto the site every single day. And for yeah. you to try to upkeep that image is incredibly challenging and I just want to hear all about it because I tried camming uh, in the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, you know, I lost all my jobs. I'm gonna try something new, and I like the online life. But then, like, yeah, it, it just that spark like faded real quick.
1: Yeah, I think that was the same story with a lot of dancers with the pandemic, where it was like, all right, now we're gonna start camming. Some really thrived online and ended up liking it more, and you know, maybe even never going back to the club. Whereas the opposite. You know, I can only imagine how horrible that would feel. Like when I was stripping and I quit stripping for a guy, I went and worked as a waitress for the first time after. What? So like old men went from like tipping me hundreds to (laughs) throwing change at me and I just like felt like shit. Like how could you not feel horrible? Because online it's a, a big luck is a huge part of it and I feel like not enough people say that like what we'll touch on a little bit later where they're like I have the secret formula for the fucking Krabby Patty here it is (laughs) pay for it and then you get it and it's it's fucking like spam you know you're like what the fuck you know like it's it's bullshit and now that's not everybody and I don't want to like generalize people but like it's kind of like how it is with anything there's like good army recruiters and their shitty ones, you know.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're, we are gonna just dig into everything as much as we can to sink our teeth in today over the next hour. But why don't we try to start chronologically as much as we can? We're gonna try to stay focused. <laughs> I have
1: <laughs> a you got to reel me in.
0: I will definitely reel you in like like a fish really but why don't we start at the beginning um Kylie how did you guys start in sex work like where where did it all begin for you because you mentioned you you were stripping before and now you're camming like tell us in your own words in terms like how it started for you oh
1: my god it's a fun origin story um I can't wait um I was the kind of kid who like you know developed early and like I just was sexualized by like a lot of people my entire life um that was just like the fucking normal for me yeah um and you know eventually like you know so you see things i also went to a catholic school so i was like super repressed by everyone around me too i went to a catholic school uh until like sixth grade so like right in that like development, you know what i mean yeah and also i was in like not a happy home so i think a lot of like my control was like i need to control what's going on with my body what is you know what i mean what that was something to a limit that i could control and i remember like I remember this recently because when I went to Exotica, I met Katie Morgan and we spoke a bowl together and I got to tell her about this. Okay, yeah. so when I was younger, I was watching like HBO late at night and you know that like show? She did like an educational show where she was naked, like talking about sex and she was just naked during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, she did this like pole dance, like Sherper sequence. And I was just there, like with these like glitter, like, whoa, what <laughs> is that? Oh my God sorry, my voice is hoarse from Exotica. And like, after that, I saw, uh, I forget what pole dancer it was, but she was on Tyra Banks. And I was like, what is this? I need to do this. And then I was like, I want to run away and join the circus. And then HBO (laughs) struck again with fucking the bunny ranch show, that cat house show. And I'm watching this and I'm like, you know, I think I want to do that. Like, <laughs> cause it had like a stripper pole there. And I was like, it's literally, I saw pole. And as soon as I figured out what that was, as soon as I was able to go to the strip club, um, I did. <laughs> I, I wanted to dance on the pole. So, um, yeah, it was really off and running from there. I started stripping. Um, uh, I can totally self-taught with pole. I've never taken wow. a pole class. Um, but I love pole dancing. Even when I stopped stripping, guy um oh so eventually had a pole that I bought and I have one downstairs that I keep come here my cat's being a spaz um (laughs) but yeah and then like stripping eventually turned into like you know you do bachelor parties and then I started doing like escorting um which I did for a while and then that kind of um up to like I would do like specific fetish stuff because the like what do you want to call it like the escorting service I guess that I worked for nobody wanted to do like we're like, oh, he wants to like suck my toes or he wants me to rub my hair on him or that's fucking weird. It just be like, I'm like, that's not even, that's it's nothing. Anything. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, she wants to pay you a $1,000 to rub baby oil all over you and slide around like a seal around the hotel room. Why aren't you going to do that? I'm going to do that. <laughs> so then I started seeing like fetish clients, and that's where I started to develop more that I was like, okay, I'm totally. Into like femdom for sure. Um, it develops more of like hands on with that. And then again, I just like sex work kind of fell out of my life, like if all for the guy, because when I stopped stripping, I stopped escorting.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: um, I would see people all the time, they'd be like, You should cam when I was stripping. Every so many people would tell me I'd be so good at it. And I would always say, I don't know how to do computers. Like I literally didn't even own a laptop until I bought my first one for camming. <laughs> I know. I just was a stripper and I was like, I got an iPhone. It's, it's a computer. That was good enough for me. I know. I know. I know. Um, But so I always like, didn't care and didn't try camming until I, you know, when I quit for that guy, we moved to Michigan and then eventually I moved back to Pittsburgh. And I was working at um, Lush, which I loved Lush at the mm-hmm. time. I will not speak on that company anymore now. Though. <laughs> but um, but I, I kept seeing these ads on Instagram that were like, Pittsburgh models make 20 to $80 hourly. And I'm like, what is this? I know it's shady, but like how shady? Like, is it like dirty massages? Like, or is it, what is it? Yeah. So I go and it's a cam studio and I was like, you know what, let's, let's try it. Like they have all the equipment, they're going to train you they're going to show you how to use the website. That's what your, what your issue is. Um, and the studio was horrible. (laughs) It was the worst, worst studio ever with the worst training ever. They literally showed me how to work the website and we're like, you're a stripper, do the thing. Oh, I've never god. watched a cam show before.
0: Oh my god! So, I, wait, I hang on, back up, back up. So, you were getting targeted ads on Instagram for this studio. What
1: the? Fuck? Yeah, is that even allowed? Like, <laughs> it was. I thought it was like. I knew it was shady. I I swear to God, I have the screenshots like somewhere because I just keep receipts of everything in my life. <laughs> but yeah, it was like Pittsburgh, like steel models or something stupid like that, and then. Uh, yeah, and I go and there's like pictures of this one girl all over it, and that was the girl who trained me. Who is a, she works on that website. Um, and <laughs> it was literally just like that, like very pyramid scheme feeling, where they were just like, we get our cut, get on there, I don't give a shit. Um, and they had like. Oh, if you make this much money, you get this reward, you get a tip toy, you get lingerie, you get a, you know, you get to keep your room and not move your stuff around because you had to bring it in and set up your room. Oh, wow! They never held the promises on any of their like prizes or contests. They really just prioritized like the main person who was running it, kind of just do whatever the fuck she wanted. And when I was there, I was hearing like, you know, weird things like, people yelling like racial slurs really loud and i'm like i know everyone in this building is white what is happening like it's just weird and this was i didn't know even know what race play was though and not how that was a thing on cam i didn't even know and it's first of all still not okay in my opinion but like that i was instantly uncomfortable hearing this like this is pittsburgh like what what are you doing like yeah (laughs) why are, whoa, okay. oh <laughs> get this place god. fucking destroyed what is going on so i just the inconsistency with the rules i have authority issues i knew i wanted to cam mm-hmm. but i knew i didn't want to do it there the rooms were gross they were like fucking dell computers Ugh. with fucking wireless internet it was, a sh- it was shit it was all shit oh my god and then i told them i wanted to quit And I signed a non-compete clause, as most people do when they join a studio, so that I couldn't join that website again for six months. Um, So I still had my other job. It was the Christmas season, the busiest season. I picked up all the hours I could. Some of the hours I was working, like, I think one of the fucking weeks I worked, like, 90 hours. It was crazy. Holy crap. Uh, Yeah. And I, like, literally studied every Google result about camming. Camming, yes. i've read it every video every youtube every forum i've scoured them all for that six months that's all i did i was in this room um this is it had my reptiles in it which i've moved downstairs on but it was like all empty and i'm just like visualizing the things i want and yeah then i signed back up and it took a little bit for things to like get um popping off because i had some like very big personal like losses in my life um like three huge ones honestly like right before one before and two after I started camming and we obviously can touch more on that later but like those camming helped me get through that like camming and my job um definitely uh, helped me stay alive during that time very dark and help you see like the humility in other people you know totally (laughs) well
0: Oh. <laughs> I have a question. Um I want to hear like quickly, just briefly, um the conditions you're working in with that studio. Cause I don't hear this very often with like Camming studios. Like I've I've heard I've heard accounts before and um for those listening and if you did listen to uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Maya Myra Romero's Myra Mar- Romero's story in terms of like how her her boyfriend basically, like, pimped her out in terms of, like – well, pimped her out. He trafficked her into becoming this cam model and, like, forced her to do that. And she had to – she was forced to do that for hours and hours a day. And she never saw, like, hardly any of that money and stuff like that. Like, was the cam studio something like that? Like, they would take a, a big percentage of the cut and stuff too. And, like, did you ever see the other girls that were working there? Or the other models? Sorry.
1: First of all, a couple things. That dynamic that you described between a couple and a cam model and a, an abusive man happens all the time, and not just men. That can happen in any kind of relationship with whatever partner, whatever they identify as. It's an archetype that you see a lot. Momo, I gotta let. Me. Come on, I gotta let her out. But yeah. if you remember, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, Goddess Green Eye. No. <laughs> that was one of the first cam stories that like legend stories, it's not even a legend because it's true, oh. that I heard that completely broke my heart and I still, I think about it all the time. So long story short, um, Goddess Green Eye was a model on Streetmate, and people would come in her room all the time and she would just, she used to be normal and good. She was like a twerking kind of dom and then one day you'd see her, she'd just be crying. she just look miserable and you'd be like, well, why won't she just log off? She should log off. Turns out she was being pimped out by her boyfriend. Um, He was abusing her, making her do race play, making her do all kinds of things that made her hate herself. Um, And she lit herself on fire and fucking killed herself. She fucking lit herself on fire, fucking killed herself because of this. And it's really scary and sad. And that happens a lot with sex workers. Um, And I think that's, again, part of the danger. Like, it gets that's why we got to look out for each other. And, you know, you see someone like that and it's, you know what I mean? It's not, you don't think that's trafficking. Cause you would imagine trafficking. You're getting kidnapped and in fucking some other country. Yeah. It could <laughs> be your boyfriend. It could be your husband. It could be yes. someone you love very much. And then, you know, money changes people, um, drugs change people. Um, But with the studio, they definitely took a, a large percentage on top of um, one that was already pretty hefty, but they were honest about it, but the way that the rooms were, it looked like we were being (laughs) fucking trafficked. It looked like shit. Everything about it was shit and they keep the rates low and they just set you up for a time where you're going to work really hard, overwork your body, not get enough money for what you're doing. And you're going to end up feeling like burnout and like shit. And I think that's why a lot of people don't last. If you look at studios and like romania and stuff they do your makeup they do your hair they give you a wardrobe they let you pick like a themed room they're in there supporting you they're telling you what to say if you don't know they want you to, to succeed yeah they want to support you they want you to grow and get better and better because it's just beneficial for them mm-hmm. um, but the, the that I and mean, you know it's funny actually about the studio i um, I've been trying to meet more people in the area, and I uh, met a sex worker in the area. Her name is uh, Mistress Dolly. I think she's, um, oh, fuck, I think she's like two tongued goddess on Instagram. I don't want to quote it wrong because I do want to plug her because she's a sweetie. Mistress Dolly is, um, <laughs> <laughs> two tongues with a Z on Instagram, um, and she's a pro dom here in Pittsburgh. She does IRL sessions and. Um, she asked me about camming, like, I want to get back into it. And if anybody does, I- I'm always like, I will help you. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Like, I'll give you what I have. I'm not going to overextend myself, you know, because I have before and gotten shit on. But uh, I was like, whatever you need. And then she's like, yeah, I actually signed up for this studio. And oh here's where God. it is. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the same studio. Oh my God. So I'm like blowing up her phone. I'm like, you need to get out of there. Yeah. Like, I'm showing her all the receipts, and like, it's the same girl, and she's oh done all the same yeah. stuff. And then she's said to her, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go meet Kylie. And she's like, oh, yeah, Kylie, she, she works for us here. We really like her, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, don't, don't. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh because like they mistreated me, and now like, there's no way they don't see me on the top of the page. Like, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> are <laughs> <We're> not nice to <laughs> me. Um, but so she ended up getting out of there and now she's camming independently on her good. own time. And we're just talking today about how well it's going. Amazing. Um, yeah. I think that it's really important to weigh your options because there's an even, even then there's sites where you don't know if you're signing up directly for the site. You could be signing up through a digital studio and you don't even need the digital studio. Now they're just taking a cut.
0: Yeah. They're just taking your money at the point. So good to know. Um, Speaking of like independent work, so you had done all the research, you had done all the homework, you read everything on Google, and you're like, okay, the six months non-compete is over, I'm ready to embark on my own. Tell us about that transition and that phase.
1: Well, it was a lot of in that time, I did look a lot of like, comparing on what's going on on the website, which I don't think that they like, like, what are people charging? What's normal, what's your average price or how are they charging it? Because it's, like I said, a little different on Stream 8. So they have private, which is a group show and then they have exclusive, which is one-on-one. And those both have the capability to do like phone, if you wanna do just like traditional, like phone sex on top of it or um, cam to cam where you're opening up their webcam and kind of doing like a naughty FaceTime. Some people open the camera in both chats. Some people only open it when it's one-on-one. Some people open it without sound because they don't like to hear the guys. Some people make them pay extra for sound. There's all these like superfluous extras and that can go into it where you don't even realize that just at the get. So a lot of it was me figuring out the flow of the website because my cam studio was like, $2.99, $3.99. $2.99, $3.99. That's it. Like, it's almost the not the lowest you can charge, but it's very, very low. Yeah. Um, so, and then they bumped it up to like four ninety nine, five ninety nine. I think before I left eventually, cause they're like, you're doing so well, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you're going to get a, a caliber of customer when you charge less. It's all, and it all depends on what can you do? What are you doing? What are you wanting to do? So it's really like, so many things, so where you need to understand at least somewhat of an idea before you're going into it. Um, like I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna do everything when I first was in the studio, and then when I was going to be on my own, I was like, well, maybe I'll just do femdom stuff. You know, maybe I won't. You know, do any toy play or anything. Um, and I did kind of start to do that in the beginning, but I realized that I really, I enjoy doing it all. So yeah. Um, I switched it up at that point. Um, Also with Stream8, they do like gold shows, which is like the ticket shows kind of on the other ones. Um, So, and that's something you can get eventually. So I think it was really a lot of learning like how to play the game. And you don't even have to follow those rules. You can do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to, do you know what I mean? You don't have to.
0: But do you think that like there needs to be a strategy in how you market your cam and how you operate your cam shows?
1: For sure. I definitely think for sure and it depends I don't think it's exactly what everyone thinks like a lot of it's like consistency be consistent like that's true. That is true. It's a great way to make money but another way is also being elusive as fuck and being really busy. So when you are on cam they're like go 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 there she is oh my fucking god you know <laughs> like so it, whereas there but it's all depends and I think that's what I like is because there's no real right or wrong way and it can work for what is going on in your life, your mental state, your health. A lot of us who can, um, you know, have disabilities, whether like hot girls got bathroom problems, like IBS hot girls all day, <laughs> hot girls take probiotics yes. um, <laughs> or just like, mental issues. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's nice that you can be like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do any submissive stuff. I
0: just want to be mean today. I don't want to take my clothes off or that's important. That's important. It's, that, it's really important that you say that too, because then you, you are going to have some off days. You're going to have some days where you're just like, I don't want to fucking do anything. And like, it's really great that you can honor that and recognize that too. And then hopefully your fans and your followers can also be along with you for that ride, because it's just so humanizing.
1: Exactly. Know? And the, 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 the clients are so vast where there's people who you know they want to hear about your day they want to share their like stories and secrets and stuff with you or there are other ones where it's just purely visual they don't care if you can speak the same language as them you know so it it there's just such endless possibilities um and i think like being yourself and being true to what you want make what makes you happy like you can they can tell, like, you can tell when I'm faking and having a bad day on cam and one of my regulars comes in that knows me. They're like, I know something's wrong. You know, I can tell you're not actually in a good mood or So it, <clears throat> I think that people will actually be able to tell when you're enjoying what you're doing. Like if you're doing like a really like spicy role play and someone's really good at it. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so wet. Like, what? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Did you just turn me on? <laughs> Well,
0: going on a little bit about what you said there too, like just um, finding your identity, like just being true to who you are. How do you navigate that amongst a sea of thousands, tens of thousands of cam models? Like when you're first starting, uh, when you first started on your own, how? Like already, it sounds like you were you you were already kind of like outweighing the, the pros and the cons in terms of like okay, well, I don't really want to do this, but I want to do this and I want to maybe cater more to this audience. How did you figure that part out for yourself? Like, were you, were you already kind of thinking that while you were streaming or was this all pre
1: Um, <clears throat> I think some things had to be figured out, like, while streaming for sure about, like, what works. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do anal on cam, but, like, my anal prep is extensive and (laughs) sometimes you don't want to do that every day. (laughs) There's no anal, you know? Um, I feel like it, uh, understanding what like the game of camming is kind of helps so that there's not like many surprises, like going into it, knowing that there's going to be trolls. There's going to be people who say really mean messed up things about your appearance or just themselves like extremely triggering disturbing things is gonna come out your way any moment um and you need to be able to be composed and um, keep it the show rolling and if you can't you can stop the show I just you know what I mean I think it's mm. unprofessional to sit and be like and just take off oh, all I get is fucking mean people all day oh, la, la, la. like well then Log off and start again and keep that shit to yourself and keep smiling. Yeah. So that's usually what they want. You know what I mean? They want you they to wanna, be Yeah, it. they want to get under your
0: skin. They want to get to you. Um, and there's so many troll people out there. Like
1: It's it's literally like if you're popular on YouTube and you cannot read the comments, you can't do that on cam. Like they're there in your face, and they're like, hey, you big nose bitch. I'm like, all right there it is yeah here we go okay oh my god sometimes they're funny though one of the last times i was on it was a while ago they're like get back in the kitchen you baby face bitch and i like literally did like a spit take because i wasn't ready for it it was just like out of nowhere like okay that was funny funny.
0: but like kylie how do you how do you deal with that because it's always like yeah you can turn off the stream you can just smile and look pretty and just deal with it but like internally, does that do anything to you at all? Does that ever affect you? Do you ever, do you ever take things like home with you? I mean, you, you stream at home, but like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> after your stream, do you take it personally at all?
1: Or um, it's kind of the severity of it. But when I first started, fuck yeah. When things like I, someone would say something really messed up to me and I would cry and I'd be logging off and of crying and not want to get on again because it just would make me feel like fucking dirty this shit they say because it's just like illegal fucked up fucking things it's just like you fucking are disgusting but you try to think that it's not real they're just trying to upset you they're not actually doing that like they're just really trying that's what they're doing you know uh, but um I get a lot of uh army guys oh <laughs> yeah my clientele is, is a really? lot of a lot of army men um, and. <laughs> Sometimes they tell me their secrets, and those ones are the heaviest ones because I just want to hug them and like hold them and like make them feel better because those poor guys see some really fucked up up thing. thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, that is it. That's that. There, there's a couple times where I've had conversations with my army guys, and they've just unloaded, and I'm like,
0: hmm, wow,
1: just like okay but i i would not do it for them though you know what i mean it was like it was like that when i was a dancer i was literally like i'm just like a topless therapist
0: oh yeah Yeah. sex workers and therapy like oh we are not therapists people we are not therapists
1: Yes. And it's it, like I said, it depends on the consent. Like these people don't just unload this shit onto me. We will all be like, you know, go ahead. You keep going. Like, um, it isn't like a safe, respectful way. I do want to iterate that as well. But sometimes I agree when people just unload it's like, there's a time and a place for that. You need to fucking give me money. Yeah. Bucket, Absolutely. <laughs> um, I also feel like sex workers, like not all of them, but there's like a certain like Some of us just remind, I'm like, I think of myself like this, of course, because I'm vain, but like, (laughs) if you're like on the top of a fucking like mountain, like a thousand years ago, butt naked, huffing fumes and like telling the Kings their future and shit, like (laughs) healing them with your vagina. I'm like, that's me. I'm gonna fix you.
0: (laughs) Well, for those who are listening, wherever you are, I mean, this podcast is worldwide and who cannot see the stream right now um the stream right now the video exclusive
1: <laughs> right, you're watching i'm smoking sexily
0: <laughs> yes kylie is smoking sexily and she looks like a beautiful uh elf dressed in red in this amazing costume that's like i'm, I'm so speechless about like <laughs> it's, so sure, cute. it's got, Like
1: little like heart details. It's so adorable poofies I, love I had cat ears, but I didn't want to wear the cat ears. I wanted to be an elf instead. It's cute. Like, well, I mean, like, just
0: tell me about your cosplay and your look. And, like, was this something that was always ingrained in you? Was this a character, an alias that you had kind of built up uh, over time? or?
1: Um. So my Kylie name, I got Kylie corrupt when I was dancing. I had a couple other dancer names, and eventually it was like, ooh. It makes me think of, uh, you remember Nadia Nice, who's a porn star? Um, and I, I love that play on word. So once that was a thing, and then, you know, actually my mom pointed this out to me, um, when I was younger, I used to draw a bunch of, like, half-naked, big-titty anime bitches. Like, that's exclusively <laughs> what I was drawing all the time. My mom was like, this bitch is gay! <laughs> <laughs> Literally, she was like, you just, like, became all your drawings, like, i seriously and it's pretty on point like and obviously i watched a lot of anime porn when i was younger and currently now and (laughs) and that's like usually what i'm aiming for with my costumes on cam is to be like a random like hentai character yes i I do like existing cosplays um but on cam most of the time those like eh, those are hit or miss so i just do whatever i want yeah um and it's like I used to try to pre-plan stuff and it never like went to plan. So I think my like creative process is I just have to like do it and work under pressure, um, (laughs) better under pressure. Uh, so I'll like have like one piece of clothing, like it could be like a shirt or a skirt or anything and be like, all right, I'm going to build it around that. It's going to be like a bunny librarian or whatever I have like, um, bunch of like ears my closet is like half taken out right now because of when i was traveling or i'd show you my yeah shit right now but (laughs) i have like two big racks of like just random costumes and then my cosplay shelf is over here where that has like specific like existing outfits um where I'll do those a lot for like on request on cam if they'll be like what cosplays do you have and mm. um, that would be like a JLI or something with the character specifically.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, like because I was curious too. Like, how do you incorporate cosplay like into your stream? And like, I mean, even just scenarios like that. Are there other instances where you can also incorporate that too?
1: Yeah, I think, like, well, dudes are horny for elf ears. They're so horny for elf ears. Like, the one day. I didn't know that it was a thing. Any, any cam girls listening, buy some fucking elf ears. <laughs> <laughs> because I, like, put them on the one day. Because I want elf ears. Like, God, I wish I could have, like, really big, long, droopy ears, like, pointed. That would be, whoo body perfect <laughs> uh, but um so i bought them with, like i love how these look and then like eventually i started like i do like makeup on them and paint them to look more like my skin tone or like oh. make them look like. yeah like these look i like blush them on the end so they like look red on the end yeah. and then I have the, the ones that i painted for my mushroom uh costume which i wore at exotica it was really i pulled in that actually too i did the pole competition both yeah. the days it
0: was so oh, fun. Damn. Oh, I want to come to Exotica next year if I if time permits and it doesn't interfere with my wedding, but <laughs> we'll see. Oh my god, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's another thing that's like <laughs> making my schedule a lot busier is wedding planning, but no one wants to hear about that right now. <laughs> that's
1: it. A nightmare yeah. in itself, planning a fucking wedding. Oh Woo! my god, it's godspeed. It's something
0: else. It's something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, next exotica. I think DC is next, and then there's um New Jersey in October. I really want to um go to that one. Um, I'm trying to get into the Why Not booth again. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I, yeah, definitely want to shout out. Why Not? I love them. They're fantastic. The Jay and Connor, the owners, are very, very nice. Yes. Um, well, I had a fantastic time at the booth this year. And I d- my first one, I definitely want to work um, – because it's in October in New Jersey. So, like, I want to do, like, crazy, crazy costumes every day because it's so close to Halloween.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be so much fun. That can be hella fun. Um, Sorry. We're, we're going back to your creative process and, like, cosplaying and stuff like that. Um, I was curious, too, like – is there a certain line between being gimmicky or being seen as like a novelty versus like being true to yourself? Because I feel like some models go through that. Am might not? Yeah, I, that's actually that's a really
1: good question. Um, because I'm super cringe. I so am. I know that I am. Um, like even um when I was at the event, one of the girls in the booth that I really connected with, um Eden Blair. Um, I love her. She is so cute and so gorgeous and nice. And she was, I want to apply to like a professional agency, like a porn agency, so I could get more work and more mainstream stuff. Yeah. Um, a personal goal of mine that I want to do. And she was like, when you apply, you know, have like your co- two cosplay looks, but do like a soft glam and natural look and show them the, um, diversity of it. Cause you're gorgeous with, you know no makeup a light makeup the glam porn look like show them that because they will take you you know what i mean yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this wrong but showing them that versus vers- vers- versatility
0: for sure there we go. Definitely
1: helps because it is like obviously there's a market for it, but um, I can see whereas like the mainstream is still so 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 much bigger. Like I'm trying to be like like Purple Bitch, like I like she's like a huge like I see a Siberia. They're both very big inspirations in terms of like clips and how they make their clips. I am not good at clips. I want to get better at that because like I have the like <laughs> all of everything's good. I would aesthetically do exactly what I want. I just need to get the filming and editing mm-hmm. part. Of my own. Um, but I like being able to create every time on streammate like there are times where i'm like oh you know just do wear a t-shirt and light makeup and then this happens like every time i'm like i'm just going to do a subtle little and the is <laughs> so i can't like i i went out with my cousin the other day and i did i was like i'm just doing light makeup and then i got in the car and she's like your wing is like four inches long and you're wearing like drag queen lashes it's like these are I'm only wearing concealer though. Like, <laughs> <Is someone hot? laughs>
0: But yeah, sorry. Going back to the question. Um, <laughs> and if you don't want to answer that's totally fine. But like, where's the line between gimmicky and novelty versus like staying true to yourself? Cause sometimes people just do it for clout or we'll get stuck in that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's just against staying t- definitely true to your, like what makes you feel good? Like, and I think that's like that with any entertainment industry. Like, are you going to do, you know, why you work with someone who might necessarily not be your favorite person, but like they have clout, you know what I mean? I don't know if I could like work with somebody that I couldn't stand because they're a bad person just because it would be beneficial to my career. Um, and then with the gimmicky part, sometimes I feel like I'm like oblivious. So I'm <laughs> I might be totally like that, and I'd be like, oh, like cringe, one trick pony, and not be considered, and not even realize it. I'm like, fuck, having an identity crisis. But I I don't know. I don't know. I think that a lot of it is like, do, do you have the information to back it up? I would say, in my opinion, in terms of like cosplay and stuff, where you see. And it is really popular and you know, you could just put on a fucking Naruto cosplay and be whoever the hell you want and you know, make a really visually stunning video. But on cam, a lot of the like big, big spenders that are going to be re- like repetitive and good to you and that you can have good combos with are people who also watch the anime and they want to talk about it. They want to hear what you did and didn't like. They want to he- there there's, same with like the video game aspect of it. Did you mm-hmm. actually play that game? Can you actually give them what they're looking for, and then also give them a sexual role play yeah. based on this character that they, you know, are super horny for, and I've been listening to talk how they how they how they talk,
0: you right. know, the
1: verbiage, all that kind of stuff. Like that is what they're looking. Um, I think, yeah, like yeah. keeps keeps it going if you can actually talk about it. Whereas they're just like, I'm. Sakura. Like all right. And what is and what
0: about her? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cuz like yeah, sometimes like I see some of my friends that are trying to I wouldn't say trying to get into it, but like they are definitely like utilizing cosplay um as a way to leverage themselves and i think that's really awesome i think it's really cool but then i just wonder like how legitimate and how, how authentic that is to yourself to do that because i just feel like they're doing it for, for the fans or like i don't know if they actually yeah. watch anime or whatever but like it's it's interesting to observe and to see unfold
1: Or also just, like, do, I would say, people wanting to start cosplay, make your first cosplay a character that you really want to cosplay. Like, was there one that you wanted to dress up as as a kid? Like, when I was a kid, I grew up really, really poor. Um, My dad spent all his money on fucking drugs and alcohol. Um, Because we would have not been poor if he didn't do that, which annoys me. Because, like, my job is crunching numbers. So, like, now, like, how much money men make. And I'm like, oh, you didn't pay this bill. This was company covered. Oh, you motherfucker. Like, yeah. And there was so many things I wanted to cosplay as a kid. And even when I first started Cam, I didn't start doing cosplay until maybe like a year
0: into it. Oh, how, how did like your fans receive that? Was that like a, a major switch for them or like how did they digest that?
1: Um, well, I did, like, have things sprinkled in there. Like, this is my cat's butthole. Like, I would wear, like, um, anime shirts. This cat is a huge asshole too. It's it's, it's, it's when I got her as a kitten, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with her? It's fucking huge. She's a big girl. That's why. Pay for the Patreon for that reason alone.
0: 100%. She's showing her booty, And I'm talking about the cat, not Kylie. <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> but I would wear, like, anime shirts, or I'd talk about anime, or I have, like, toys in my room and stuff like that, so it it just kind of, like, clicked one day when, like, I wore the elf ears, and, like, I was so busy that day, I was like, oh, now I'm not taking them off, like, I'm done, and then, and then I bought, I forget what was my first cosplay I bought, but it, oh, no, it was, um, Morgan Aisland from Darkstalkers, which is a Capcom video game from the 90s, it's a fighting Mm -hmm. game, there's a bunch of hot bitches in it, um, (laughs) And it felt so good, like, for my, like, inner teen and inner child. Like, yes. And then it was like, oh, well, now I'm making money off it. Now, like, I have a reason to buy these and I can get even more into it. So then it kind of started popping off from then. And then it was like, all right, this is this is working into my cam. And, and when I started doing it, there wasn't a lot of, like, kawaii-type anime girls on the website. And now there's more and more, which I love. I love seeing, like, kawaii girl supremacy. Um, <laughs> but... There, I don't know. There is like a line um, with with I think certain like behaviors and what you do. Like, oh, okay, um, go into that. Like, uh, like a hego specifically. I'm sure. Oh, you Oh that? yeah, okay.
0: that's okay. the whole thing. Can you explain to the audience what that is? Like, I know what that is, but like for those who okay. are pure vanilla or whatever.
1: This is called ahigao, and that is it translates to pleasure face in Japanese. But basically, like. When I was a kid reading hentai, like that's like the that's like the face that they make them make when they're coming. It's like this ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like, you make it okay. But you be getting plowed. You make some dumb faces. So pretty accurate. You know what I mean? Like it can <laughs> happen in real life. Like you see porn girls rolling their eyes back in their head. Yeah. Um. So like that was just always a thing that I knew about, and then it started to become prevalent with more, um, like Belle Delphine and people like that becoming more popular. To whereas people who don't even like anime are like. Well, this turns me on. I don't fucking know why. And then, <laughs> okay, and then I get on Twitter. Finally, I join Twitter, and there's um, a lot of people making um, like not a stir. They're trying to spread knowledge about how ahigao is um, inappropriate, and I'm like, okay, like what's what's good? So basically, they're saying that where the origin of it is based off of like uh, CP which I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because it's just something that's been around in anime for like forever in manga for forever. It just kind of exists. So to pinpoint where it, it is canning. starting and blaming on one thing, I don't necessarily agree with. Right. But basically right. they are saying that it's about, what's the word? Like reclaiming your trauma and it enforces more stereotypes that like Asian women are submissive and right. just right. understand that's kind of negative, like sexually submissive, like weak, that kind. Yeah. Of, I'm sure you've experienced that in your life. I have definitely um, experienced that. <laughs> exactly. So they're like, it pushes that archetype, and we don't agree with that. So it's like like doing race play if you're um, a black woman on a white person is like, okay, you're reclaiming that trauma. That's right. acceptable. Whereas reverse, me being someone who's white and it's a black male asking me to call him racial slurs up, just absolutely to no know all around like absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Um, so a you thing People are saying like this, you know, this offends me. Um, I think that only uh, Japanese or people of Asian descent should do this. Mm. And this is why. And like, I don't do it. And I used to do it because I wasn't on the internet in that way to understand where these people of color are coming from. And that's their opinion. And me as like a fucking big titty, blue eyed blonde white person, I'm not, I'm not going to say shit. I'm going to say, okay, like I already coming from cam am on a place of privilege And I understand that where it's just like my looks, how I speak, the, you know, my body features that I came built with, I'm already in a better place, regardless of where I would be on the website, because porn has a very definitive, not exactly PCI from the viewers. point. Yes. So I stopped doing it as soon as I found out that because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question anybody on that. I I removed all the content that I could. Um, that had any evidence of me ever doing it. And I will also always openly speak about that I did in case somebody has some stolen content back from when I first started and it will come out. I don't ever want it to be like a hidden or, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: or secretive kind of thing.
1: Like, So that in itself, explaining that kind of sets the tone for where a lot of the people's opinions of these like anime type girl cameras or even people just on TikTok Ooh. or whatever, you know, there's either the people who don't know and they're very into it or they don't give a shit or the people who are saying, this is wrong. This offends me. I think that it you know, should be more known about. Um, so you see a lot of, a lot of that where, I, I lose a lot of customers on camera. They come in my room and they're like, "Yo, you too hi, 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 I bet you can do it really good." Like, yes, I can, but I won't do it for you. And here's why: I literally say, yeah. "Go ask an Asian."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool because I know I had no idea about that. Like, I knew about like the face, I didn't know the historical significance be- behind that. As an Asian woman, I had no idea what.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it, it it is not known enough. Like, but there's a side of Twitter where it's like, but it's very, very. No, and I'll send you the thread because yeah, I definitely please. love it somewhere. I'd
0: love to read more on that. Um, Because they have sites
1: and historical facts and things that I'm like, I'm b- butchering.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Please, please send it to me. And I can also include it in the show notes too for anyone else that's curious as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just because I, I definitely want more knowledge about it out there, especially if it's like, I felt like shit knowing that that's something that, could hurt someone else's feelings. And I would, I don't, I'm not, I might lose a little money, but that's not my whole thing. I, let's, it's, you know, I'm not gonna base, if you don't know, you don't know, but I, in good conscience, couldn't base my whole identity and how I make money off of something that's like putting a minority down, especially fucking Japanese. Like, I fucking love anime and have like a big revere for other cultures, and I don't ever wanna be appropriating anything. I don't ever want people to be like, oh, you're, you know, like you're fucking Asian fishing and like doing your makeup to look a certain mm-hmm. way. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of that now, especially so with like. Of that. Oh,
0: it's <laughs> just, I do an entire episode that I, I've been really wanting to do an episode on that. So, Cause like, I am really hypercritical about that because I am an Asian woman and I am observing this and it's just, it's really fascinating. And also like, no one really talks about it either. So
1: maybe stay tuned for a future episode on that. <laughs> I would love to touch on that. I mean, it's the same thing with with the people getting surgery to have like ambiguous fucking features of a black woman. They want, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just right currently now, that's what the youth beauty standard is obsessed with. A certain, you know what I mean? Everybody's getting their fox eye surgery. Everyone's doing this, that, and the third but really, it comes down to, I think, just have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that that was a big thing with, like, the cosplay girls. And I think that it is kind of split like that on um, my website of people who will, you know, they, they do or they, they don't. Or they don't, Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of it is like, honestly, it boils down to do your research in terms of like the things that you are going to be participating in, the things that you, your fans want you to do if you don't know much about it. Maybe it doesn't hurt to kind of like educate yourself a little bit about that before getting to a situation where you actually offend someone yeah, or hurt someone.
1: Protecting yourself. And I, to reiterate on that, <clears throat> my first like collab that I got invited to do was with a group and I didn't take the time to look into each member of the group's past. One of them had an extremely, extremely problematic past. Um, like being like pro rape and like oh. crazy shit. Oh, and I did a whole, Like, stream with them. We did, I don't want to be too specific on it and out them and all that, but you literally Google it and it's there. But like, (laughs) I, it was just funny because like we did, it was like a talking kind of thing. So, like, some of the things I talked about (laughs) definitely made him mad because it was anti rape things. So, like, he was so pissed during it. It was then afterwards, I had a weird feeling. I was like, why was he so mean during the second half of that stream? And then I put his name into the Twitter search bar and I was like, oh my fucking god cringe
0: cringe
1: (laughs) always look always look even if you trust one person getting you involved who's their partner what are what are other people saying about it like take the time to look because i can't take that video back of us and you know like not anything nothing bad happened necessarily but i am affiliated with them
0: yeah, so good sound advice. Um, you also briefly mentioned earlier about TikTok. Um, I also have comments on TikTok. And I hold, I did a whole episode on TikTok in terms of strategy and stuff like that with Emily Jones. But um, re- referring to TikTok <laughs> in regards to maybe the negative or the glamorization of sex work that's on it, the glamorization of cam. But what about like the ugly side too? Because like I know that you – off the air, um, you had a really interesting perspective talking about um, sex works and being seen as like an MLM or like a pyramid scheme and I'd love to hear and pick your brain on that.
1: Yes. I'm so ready to go off about that. <laughs> um, so it's like they're on TikTok a lot where specifically the ones I've been seeing a lot recently is like either foot pictures or mm-hmm. dirty underwear is what they're trying to sell. like Dirty, dirty clothes. Yes. And they're like I am this gross and I made $10,000 and you can do it too. It doesn't matter how ugly or smelly you are. You can do it. Like, yeah, which is like, okay. Um, First (laughs) of all, when you go into porn, like going into camming and even going into stripping, not one body is meant for everyone. And if they're in like, yes, you can work at a certain kind of club that only hires certain kinds of girls. But if you work at like a pretty normal club, you're going to see every kind of titty, every kind of pussy. Every kind of belly, like, and they're all going to get money. So, uh, first of all, I feel like that a lot is rooted in that people perceive porn a certain way or what we should look like, or they think we all do look a certain way. So they're going into it like, yeah, this person has the secret, the fucking secret for me and what I need to say. <laughs> and then they're like, it's always like, sign up for this site that you pay monthly to be on. And it's always something shady like that. Like it, <laughs> If you're signing up for a site where you're selling pictures, videos, underwear, fucking bathwater, anything, it, you don't pay. Yeah, you don't site. pay. <laughs> First yeah, of all, no one they- should
0: be paying for that shit ever. No, it's, no, it's,
1: no, it's like Herbalife or like, uh, like, and stuff like that. Like, don't do that. Seriously, that's how I feel. And then so like when um the pandemic happened and ever and when when Beyonce the Queen mentioned OnlyFans and everybody was like, Whoop, oh, it's time to go on OnlyFans, um, there were so many people like before they changed the rules for OnlyFans, like the cap I think once you make a million dollars off of your referrals, you don't get to make any more off them. Mm. Which is fucking insane. That is crazy. First of all, that they even have that that as the number. So yeah, a lot of these that. bigger girls, that's their whole hustle. Once they get to a decent decent percentage, first of all, you could lie about your percentage. You could Photoshop that fucking shit. Yeah. So I'm point oh three. You could say that all fucking day. How how these girls that are going into it, they don't they don't know how to f- fully correctly verify. First of all, and then. They sign up with your info, and they're like, here's some basic information you could have just fucking Googled. Like, nine times out of ten, that's what they're giving you is the most basic stuff, like, did you turn on and off your router-type advice, and you're like, (laughs) and then they're like, go for it. And so, or they'll tell girls, you know, a lot of girls would tell all their people in real life, I have an OnlyFans, so all the guys that you know, I want to fuck you, subscribe, and then they don't resubscribe, because they fucking saw it, and they're like, okay, done. Let's... What? And then you're mad because you ain't got no money month two or you're mad because you're doing bad and you feel like shit about yourself. Like you're like, I'm ugly. What's wrong with me? This isn't selling like you're selling yourself. So you're going to feel like shit when it doesn't go well. But you're right. also trying to set up for failure when you're going into it, not knowing anything. Yeah. Like Only fans and even like panty sales and stuff. That's like marketing, like it's do all you even- marketing, yeah. sales, it's admin. It's like it's so much more than that. I think that people, it's they think it's easy money because they don't respect our work. And then when you get your fucking foot in there and you really realize that it's a lot of shit, and not only is it a lot of shit, it's extremely mentally taxing and it is not for the weak-minded at all. Like our industry turnover is so high. Like I feel like i heard a statistic once where it was like 30% of the girls who sign up for, you know, a campsite Never go live. The thirty percent of them that do go live quit within one month, and then like the thirty percent of those girls don't even last a year. And that's literally ten percent that is left to keep going. And will they go on again? It, 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 there's a big luck is such a giant factor that I think people don't talk about.
0: um, Talk about that because no one's ever talked about that on my podcast. Actually
1: being lucky is so a thing like let's use fucking savannah solo for example savannah solo is hosting the Expo's awards this year she's stupid fucking popular she's been in rolling stones she's been in tons of stuff she probably definitely is top percentage on only fans she yeah. got popular by luck wow. she had a video that went viral on world star hip-hop which it goes viral because they purchased the video to post it. So she obviously had that video doing better, and it was her basically being like a guy talking shit because she's ugly, and she's like, "I make more money than you on OnlyFans." Essentially, was the joke, right? And boom, boom, that goes on world star. If everybody's like, "Whoa, this homely-looking girl next door type," wow, boom, yeah. and it's just a domino effect from there,
0: right? You
1: know, it, it's. You might have a video that goes viral. You know what I mean? Like I've had a couple videos go like different levels of viral on TikTok, but mm-hmm. I always get deleted right after. So that really, sucks. I know. Like the one was like over two hundred thousand fucking likes. Boom, gone. No, gone.
0: yeah. TikTok's the trick. I'm on my, like fifth Never account. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like luck is. It's, like, timing. It's uh being in the right place at the right time, you know, catching the attention of, like, an agent or something like that, like, or whatever, world star hip-hop or whatever it may be. Like, uh, not a lot of people factor that into their success, which is great that you actually brought it up because, again, no one's really ever addressed that before on the show. So I would which-
1: – I would say, yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of things that have happened to me in my career have been very lucky. And I also am the kind of person who puts down my own work. So, like, (laughs) I think it it took, like, I would talk to so many top bottles. They'd be like, I love you. I love your room, your energy. You're so crazy. You totally deserve to be on the top, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Ah, whatever. Like, and (laughs) even still, like, I get my Ex Biz Award and, like, a nomination. I'm like, "Ah, does this mean
0: I'm good? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Well, there's like a lot of imposter syndrome that comes within sex work so much
1: and success too um especially if you're the kind of person who like it's hard to be like yeah you did a good job and like this is just all me like once I started just acting like myself on cam and like fully just being me that's when I went to the top of the page. That's when I got way more popular when I just started acting like my weird ass personality and I want to dress up in anime outfits. You know what I mean? Like I tried to do the whole normal ish thing for that whole year. And then once it just kind of clicked where I was like, I'm going to be fucking weird. I am weird like that. Like I'll just the shit. I can't even give good examples because it's just like shit. Like I fall on cam all the time and like I make, I'm very like shit talking and I make a lot of jokes I always wanted to be a comedian so very much they're like (laughs) beating their dick and also like being like this is the funniest thing ever you're so funny I love you (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make the people everybody feel better that comes in my camera room like that's my favorite part about it is just like spreading that like love and like light and happiness and help people be more comfortable with their kinks or feel more normal even though I really don't like that word Mm, I don't like that word either
0: because so, like, what is it? What is even normal? <laughs>
1: anyway. I guess. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, before we wrap this part of portion of the uh, conversation and this part of the episode over and on to questions, um, what would you say to new people wanting to get into sex work or maybe specifically into camming or cosplay even?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, First of all, it's very important that you weigh your options on what kind of site you want to work on, read their terms of service, really understand how the site works. And once you know that that's the one you want, make sure you're signing up directly for it. Like Stream8 personally, they have like 4,000 white label sites and you can accidentally sign up through like modeling agencies or you can if you want to. Like I know Berlin Models is a very popular digital studio where you can get paid every day. If you want to get paid every day instead of once a week, then, you know, that might be worth it for you. It's really just about weighing your options and don't rush into it. Be ready with everything before you sign up and start because every site boosts their models for at least 30 days. So you as a new model will be on the front, front page. You will be able to um, get more traffic. Um, There are going to be people that take advantage of new models. So I always tell people, you know, going in, like we talked about earlier, looking at the site, see how it works. What is, you know, what does the tips look like? So you don't get like fake tips or, you know, it's be smart about things like that. Um, You know, like the same stupid things guys say, like, show me something and I'll take you private. Like, obviously not. Don't fucking show them something yeah uh, like it, it money up front y'all <laughs> literally literally like you, you, you end up like okay here's my nipple and now you leave and now i feel like shit okay <laughs> cool, 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 cool thank you but i feel like it's it's really about think about what you want make a list you know of like absolutely will not do this and um make a list of you know what do you want to do what do you want to learn more about like if mm-hmm. you're like i feel like i suck at joy it's time to go do some research and watch some porn. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. I'm really, like come alone. My like, what are you doing? I'm, like doing research, watching, watching, listening to audio porn. <laughs> Any more
0: insults? <laughs> Speaking of audio porn, there will be an episode of audio porn either this season or next season. But stay tuned. Um, <laughs> moving on. To some QA from the fans. There is one question that came in from the audience that I would love to go into, and it is um this one came from Glutil Smash on Instagram. Who is your cosplay inspo?
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's such a good question. That is a good question. Um, I think definitely in terms of like production and video and how their cosplay porn looks purple bitch obviously like purple bitch all day I it's so 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 good um but I think um like I don't I don't look at myself like a normal cosplayer I'm like a fucking like hot glue gun cosplayer where you see those (laughs) girls I think like what's her name? Like Jessica Nigiri, I think. And she like builds all her armor and wow. like foam and all this stuff. And like, I'm like, like Mad Max version of that. Like I'm like, <laughs> Hi, let me put a, put a bandaid on. There we go. Like, <laughs> but um, I do respect a lot of um, people in the cosplay community. Like, um rusty fox is really cute she's kind of got like a Belle delphine look but she's not problematic and horrible like Belle delphine is <laughs> um who else is really hot <laughs> i really having hot. like a mind a mind blank right now
0: no that's all good there's a lot out there it's a lot of good inspo out there um but before i let you go kylie where can we find you
1: yes um okay um, obviously I have an all my links. Kylie corrupt is everywhere. K I L E Y corrupt with a C, not with a K. It's a missed opportunity. I think about it all the time. I that. was going to say. Um, also, I spelled Kylie, not like Kylie Jenner because <laughs> I was Kylie the other way before. And like weird Kylie Jenner, like corrupt articles kept coming up. And I'm like, no one's going to find me. I need to change my spelling. So it's K I L E Y. Um, um, my Instagram, I think is Kylie corrupt with an X at the end right now. Cause I've been deleted so many. Mi- yeah, that is, I've been deleted so many times. It's, it's insane. Um, my Twitter is still, uh, Kylie corrupt. Um, let me check out what my TikTok is. Oh, my TikTok is Kylie isn't corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, like TikTok number five. My last one was not Kylie corrupt. Um, they oh took me down, but I'm like um, I'm trying. I'm making videos there. I'm trying. But yeah, um, Stream 8 is my big thing, though. Kylie Corrupt on Stream 8. My OnlyFans is every... I'm I'm Kylie Corrupt on all my like adult things. I have many vids. I need to post better videos there. How's that Pornhub? Dear God, watch my Pornhub videos and <laughs> like them and subscribe. I need a varsity jacket. I need it. <laughs> so
0: all those links will be in the show notes below. If you haven't clicked anything, Maybe you should maybe go check Kylie out.
1: Yeah. yeah porn yes. <laughs> also, I have leaked cam shows, quote unquote leaked, that I leaked. I <laughs> but they're advertised as such. They're like, stolen cam show, I don't. Like
0: That's such a good marketing tactic though. <laughs> it is. Such a good marketing
1: ploy. It is. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. Who could have done that?
0: <laughs> Kylie herself. Um, <laughs> Kylie, it was such so it was just so much fun chatting with you over the last hour. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And it was so nice to meet you back in Tempe. Yes. I'm glad we'll we can. see can't. each other in person again. Oh, we will. I know. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> it won't be long till we <laughs> are at the next reunion or whatever next uh event or whatever
1: yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I'll have to make my way out there. But for um, everyone else at home that's listening or wherever you're walking to or working out, I don't know what you're doing. It is Stripped by Sia on all podcast platforms. So if you're listening on Apple, maybe if you want to write me a review and rate me five stars. If you're on yeah. Spotify, rate me your five stars as well. This all helps with like discoverability and just getting the show out there more. Um mm-hmm. If you want to subscribe in a monetarily like monetarily help out the show, you can also subscribe to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. And if you want to get at me um, in both a positive or maybe a negative way, <laughs> um, if you have any feedback, please like you want um, at me. yeah, like <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> it's stripped by Sia on Twitter, as well as on Instagram and it's new episodes every single Sunday. So we'll catch everyone in for another episode episode next sunday thank you kylie thank you <laughs> Bye. Uh-oh. you're listening to stripped by sia hosted produced and edited by steph sia music by ted d graphic design by maria bellendorama and photography by ian gabrin